Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use the promo code boxes, you will get a free entry into your first draft. I'm your host, Michael Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? So, the team we're talking about today... Okay, which you people already know is the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm sure. Yeah, I keep thinking you're spoiling these things, but I realize we're putting this in the title. So we are talking about your Milwaukee Bucks. So they got a guy on a contract that's only going to last for training camp, probably named Travis Trice. This is not. This is a bad lead, Tyler. I want to know if this makes you think of a of a 1990s song sung by Eminem because it did me. Travis Trice. Yes. I. I know Obi Trice. Yeah, real, that's what I mean, right? Real name, no gimmicks. That's right. See, you knew it. Yeah, I feel I like this. This might be his son. Is this his son? That was uh That was like probably the late nineties. Can Obi we Trice. get a stat check on this? Yeah, if anyone wants to get at us, if you know if Trey Trice and Obi Trice are related, uh, please tweet at us. You can find me at Watch the Boxes or Tyler at Tyler P Watts. That's two T's in watts um thanks for joining us everybody we are running through our team previews going into next season and i want to thank our patreon subscribers out there we do have a patreon at patreon.com slash watching the boxes so if you like what you hear you want to support this podcast um respect to you and join us over at uh, patreon.com slash watching the boxes we're gonna have exclusive content up there for our patreon subscribers so i hope you will join us and i want to give a shout out to the triple double podcast who we in the last episode didn't know the dude's name but we went and found out it's michael and todd schneider so respect to you guys um you guys are an early patreon subscriber and you are both super cool and a shout out to the guy over at hashtag basketball.com old Joey, our good friend, Joey, um, who is holding down hashtag basketball. He's supporting what he sponsors in more ways than once. So we appreciate both of you guys, all, all of you dudes for subscribing to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. I can confirm that Travis Travis is not his son. But- oh, you already looked that up. We're going to let someone tweet us. If you get on Wikipedia, the dude has a pretty crazy backstory. So, oh, um, yeah. well, res- respect to him. Um, the Bucks brought in Pat uh, Connington. Oof, is that how you say that guy's name? Connington. Connington. Oof, what a terrible name. Connington. Uh, I, I like that though. I like that better. Like, Connington. Uh, I don't even know why we're talking about Pat Connington. Um, <laughs> and they also signed Irsan Ilyasova. Brooke Lopez and drafted Dante DiVincenzo, but parted ways with Brandon Jennings, which is too bad. I thought I thought they kind of were giving him a trial even in the in, in the summer. Yeah, I think that he played fairly well in the Brandon Jennings category. Yeah, I don't think year. Brandon Jennings is like a, a Chinese uh, headed to Chinese basketball. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, I, didn't he? Didn't he start in China? Yes. Instead of going and to college, which was pretty cool, pretty cool move. He played in China last year too, didn't he? I think briefly. Last year, the year before. Yeah, because um, I think he came, he joined 
the Bucks later in the season. I feel like he probably makes a ton of money over there. Like, I feel like some of these guys just go because they can – props to them. I mean – yeah, there's enough uh, people over there who are interested in basketball if the money's right and you can drop 50 freaking points a night like Brandon Jennings can probably in China. Why not do it? Um, uh, just looking at their stats over there, it's like if you ever want a good laugh, just like look at some of these guys' stats because they're all insane. Like every guy averages like 15 points a game, it seems like. Like you're if you're bad, you're getting 15 points a game. Like yeah. the scores over there must just be crazy insane high. Every every NBA player who's gone over there like way like after they've technically should have retired, just like instantly becomes the second best player in the league. Yeah, so he played thirteen games in China last season, averaged twenty seven point nine points a game, with two point seven steals, six point seven assists, and five rebounds. That is incredible. Uh, It just goes to show you the level of talent you're looking at when you look at even the low tier NBA players. Yeah, um, he only averaged 6 points a game but it was not in China uh his first year. He played for a team called Virtus Rome, which is oh. in the EuroLeague and I am assuming the Italian league. Oh, cool. I I I thought he was in China but I guess he was just in in Rome. What a nice uh, probably a nice place for uh an 18-year-old Brandon Jennings to be hanging out eating all the good pasta. Um Italy is a beautiful, beautiful place. And I cannot – once again, I don't know why we started with um, the two teams. The previous episode, Charlotte, traded uh, with the Bulls. And Milwaukee waived the rights to Jabari Parker so he could sign with the Bulls. So a lot of uh, – if you were worried that there wouldn't be Bulls references in every single episode of Watching the Boxes, don't you worry. There definitely will be. I have nothing to say about that. I'm not going to lie to you. Let's say nothing more then. Um, and let's talk about this Milwaukee Bucks team. Tyler, what what is interesting? Uh, what are you interested in going into this season with the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, well, okay, I'll, I'll do just like I did in the last episode. So the basketball-related one is, why did they pay Arizona Eliasova $7 million for next season? Like, I like Arizona at least. Well, what do you think? Like, just out there for free at the end of last season? Like, I feel like this guy like gets money and then like gets cut, and they're like, "Yeah, just we don't want you anymore, man." And then like he gets another big contract, and he's on the Bucks again. But he's right? been on like eight teams in the last three years. Dude, yeah, it's it's been he's played for two teams or more in each of the last three seasons. That's incredible. That has to be a record of, I'd say, some sort, right? That's not a question I can answer. Yeah, you you thought your Google skills were good, but you know, I guess they're not that good, Tyler. So he uh, got three years, twenty-seven million. So he's gonna or twenty-one million, seven million a season for the next three years. He's gonna play, right? Well, now he, the last year is non-guaranteed, but I think this guy's gonna get some decent minutes. For well, let's let's go right to the the question, Irsan Ilyasova. Over under minutes per game, 25. Now, see, that's like the perfect Ilyasova role, right? He's always kind of right in that 25 range. Um, you pegged it good. I'm going to go slightly over. Ooh, wow. Slightly over, um, I think, makes him a standard league relevant player then, Tyler. So in 26 minutes per game per Mark's projections, 
Ricky rates out as the 146th ranked player in eight cap. Ooh, that that is borderline. That is a that is a waiver wire kind of a, a streaming s type player. Yeah, and, and he's he's not a last pick for me. You know what I mean? Like I I'm gonna shoot for someone with a lot more upside than him with the last pick. I feel like there's gonna be guys like Seth Curry out there who I'd probably rather have than him. Like I feel like Seth Curry could be better than him, and Seth Curry could also really flame out quick. Um, but I'd rather take that chance in the draft than Irson Elisova. You know who he is going to be. You know that he's going to give you a couple threes and you know, the occasional rebound and do a little bit of this and that across the board and be not very good at assists. But the real interesting player to me, and the player that's got me kind of excited on this team, is Brooke Lopez. Oh, Brookie Lopez, who um, really confounded everybody last year by basically falling off the planet. And I, that is, I think, the the, the key question. Uh, Brooke Lopez I, is my choice as well as the most interesting player on this team going into the season because was that fall off due to Brooke Lopez's desire to play in L.A.? Was it due to a coaching staff that needed to lose games? Was it due to the fact that Brooke Lopez is getting older and not as good anymore? Um, it Your answer to those questions is going to depend on whether or not you draft him this season. But it sounds like you're you're leaning in on, on taking a chance on Brooke Lopez. So he – the Lakers made that trade not because they wanted Brooke Lopez. Can we agree on that? Yeah, they were trying to get rid of, of, of Cap. They yeah. wanted Le- they wanted to sign LeBron James. Well, oh, it turns out they did. Well, and that Mozgov contract, right? I mean, we've seen it traded seventy four times yep. now, right? Like that con- they knew that contract was going to be an albatross. I hope so, we talk about Mozgov's contract in every episode too. That'd be great. So, so you know what I mean. So that's kind of something you got to watch out for, right? Is if you're trading somebody just because. You know what I mean? You want to get rid of a guy on your team? Like, I don't necessarily know that they wanted Brooke Lopez. They kind of knew, I think, that Julius Randle's probably best as a center in, in this modern NBA. Right? So there's minutes that were gonna he was going to lose. And, and they had just a lot of options to play. I think that then Brooke Lopez kind of got some sour pants, for like lack of a better term, right? Like, he kind of just was like, I'm Brooke Lopez. I've been the star of the Nets for how many years now? Like Five decades. You know what I mean? You're only going to play me 22 minutes a game? Like, no, that ain't cool. And then, you know, like, negative energy kind of breeds on itself sometimes. Um, Yeah, yeah, and I think if you go look uh, at Brooke Lopez uh, a little bit closer, you go look at his game log, the games where he did play extended minutes, uh, he looked a little – he looked a lot like Brooke Lopez. You're talking uh, a, a handful of 20-point games, somewhere between five and, and seven rebounds, uh, at least a block a game, a, the occasional five-block game in there. He's hitting more threes now as well. So you're getting that Other- Brooke Lopez of the season before. He's, it looks like he still has that – 20 and five with a, with a couple three pointers in him. Other than the points, 
Brooke Lopez's per 36-minute numbers were almost exactly the same last year in L.A. as they were the year before in Brooklyn. Hmm. And that's, I, I find that uh, kind of interesting because a lot of people coming into this season are going to look at Brooke Lopez's uh, previous season. They're probably going to see a ranking or two where he is not that high, and they're just going to say, I'm out on Brooke Lopez. I, I, I'm not going to draft Brooke Lopez. I'm not interested in Brooke Lopez. And if you look at Mark's rankings, he's got him only playing 21 minutes uh, per game. And by the way, those projections are on hashtag basketball.com. We will be having the illustrious Mark Roberts on the podcast in a future episode to talk about those rankings. But he's only got Brooke Lopez at 155, playing 21 minutes a game. Here's and, the worry. Like, don't you think he's got a bigger role in, in Milwaukee? So so I'll squash my own narrative in saying this, wow. Greg Monroe. You th- I, I think Brooke Lopez is a better defender than Greg Monroe. I'm with you. But we've seen them do this with Greg Monroe. We've seen them do this with a lot of guys at the center position. Now, here's why I don't think it'll happen with Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez gives them some spacing, which I think this team needs, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo is a great player, but he's not a three-point shooter. No. Right? So having a center that can stretch out and shoot threes, I think, helps this team. Um, I think it helps them a Monroe lot. Greg Monroe can't do that, right? That, that, there's the kind of big distinction between those two players, I think. And is, neither can John Henson. And Thon McCurr, kind of, maybe, but he's still a very raw talent. Yeah. So, But Irsan Eliasova and Brooke Lopez can. Uh, so here's the uh, – I'm not putting Brooke Lopez at 30 minutes a game probably, but I think Brooke Lopez is probably – if if you told me how – if you said how many minutes is Brooke Lopez going to play per game this season, I would go somewhere between 25 and 27. And to me, that's someone that needs. If he's playing twenty-seven minutes a game, he should that's be. That's a top one hundred player. I think he should be drafted a hundred percent in the standard league. And I think that, like you were saying, right? People are going to be down on Brook Lopez. He had a crap year. Blah 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 blah. You know, say it all. He's a center who doesn't rebound that well, right? That was always the narrative that pushed him sure. down before, which is true. Oh yeah, I mean, he's what? Does his career highs like six and a half rebounds a game? Yeah. Now, okay, he did average. He did average eight point one as a rookie. Now I I shortchanged him. So, but everyone, so that used to be a problem when centers were expected to rebound and carry you in your rebound stats in fantasy. And now everybody kind of rebounds. There's only a handful of elite rebounders, and a center getting six rebounds a game and being a stretch three is or a stretch five and hitting the three um, is is just is more common, and it, it kind of. His game fits the fantasy world a lot better so, than he used to, anyway. As a bench pick in a standard league, sign me up for Brooke Lopez. Sign me up today. He's probably one of my favorites right now. If he's going to be, he's going to go outside the draft range, right? Or like you could have him in one of your last two or three picks. Sign me up. He's he's probably one. What of about my what what about he's he's around in the in the eighth round. In the eighth round, so twelve teams or ten because it like matters. At like at like pick eighty, I don't know necessarily know that I want him because I think that might be kind of a ceiling in twenty seven minutes a game. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna twelve twelve team. So you're talking about the late eighties. 
Okay. Early nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obviously, I'm throwing the caveat that it depends on who else is available. Of course. Um, right, there might be somebody I like a little bit more there, but yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm I'm thinking about him for sure. I won't necessarily say that I'm definitely going to make the pick, but I, I'll say that I'm. He's he's in my queue. Yeah, that that ceiling is a lot higher than a lot of those players down in that range. And it's a lot higher than really anyone who's kind of a known quantity. Um, A lot of people that you've already seen play many, many years, you kind of know where they're at. I got two guys right now. I want to ask you. Okay. You can have, you can have Brooke or you can have Serge Ibaka. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Right. So he's number 95 in Mark's rankings. You can have Brooke. Lopez, or you can have Dirk. Oh, you know I love Dirk. Uh, it's gotta be it's gonna be Brooke Lopez. Even though, let's just put it out there: Dirk Nowitzki had an incredibly good fantasy season last year for yeah, and, for a guy that age. Well, and he's gonna play. I mean, we talked about this. I think in one of the previous episode, he's gonna play like twenty seven minutes a game, Dirk. But he's gonna be probably real good in those twenty seven minutes. I, I'm with you, and those are two guys that Mark's got right in the top. 100 range, right? Those are 95 and 105 in his rankings. Yeah, and I like I like Serge Ibaka. I think he's a saw like he's not as crazy. I think Serge Ibaka is is pretty underrated actually. I think a lot of people steer away from him because he's not the elite blocker that he used to be known for. But really, he's just a solid, you know, um, top uh, top 100 like in that bottom range of the top 100 type of player who's going to be very consistent and get you an okay amount of blocks with, um, you know, a good free throw percentage. But that is Toronto, and we will get to the Toronto preview um, sooner than later. Let's talk about Eric Bledsoe versus Malcolm Brogdon. Let's well, talk about this battle. Well, let's, let's talk about these two players because – why is it versus? I don't understand why it's versus. It's, it's versus because they seem to be taking up each other's place on the court. Really? Not 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 fantasy wise. I, obviously, you're you're gonna draft Eric Bledsoe way 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 before Malcolm Brogdon. But is Eric Bledsoe's position on this team taking up enough minutes, or taking up the minutes that Brogdon could be playing, knocking Brogdon out of fantasy relevancy? For standard leagues. Hmm. So who's your starting five? Because I and I think Brogdon's in mine as a shooting guard. Really? So I, I'd actually think Middleton is at the two. And okay, you have like either Ilias Sova or Brooke Lopez in the starting five. Well, okay, so my starting five is Giannis, obviously. I've heard of him. Bledsoe, Middleton. I think those are you three you got penciled in. 100%. Okay. So then you got two spots left, right? You're not starting John Henson, Tony no. Snell, Delvadova. So no. it's basically between. Is Delvadova even on the team anymore? Yeah, he's on there. Hmm. You got. So you, the, basically the two spots are between Brogdon, Ilyasova, and Brooke Lopez. What about, I feel Pat, like, Con- what about Pat Connington? Dude, you're, you're smoking drugs again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I feel like their starting five is probably Brogdon in there at 
the two and Giannis as the power forward, Chris Middleton as the center. Obviously, they're going to play some lineups with Ilyasova in there, but and Ilyasova might even start at center. I don't know. I think they're going to start Brook Lopez if you ask me. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't really see the minutes being a super big problem for Brogdon. Like, look at this shooting guard lineup here. Like, look at some of these names: Delavadova, we've yeah, seen that movie. Tony Snell, like, okay, I mean. Pat, Pat, wait, what is it? Connington? Well, that's, that's what I'm, well, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, sure, that spot is open for him, but is he gonna play? Like, is he gonna play more than 30 minutes a game? Uh, is he even gonna, is he gonna start? Like, that's like Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is a pretty solid across the board fantasy player. Like, he's fine. But if he doesn't play more than 30 minutes a game, I'm not terribly interested in him. Fun fact about Malcolm Brogdon. He was the only rookie in the last 14, I believe, to play under 30 minutes a game and win rookie of the year. Wow. That was a bad bad rookie crop. Yes. So he played 48 games last year, mostly due to injury, and he averaged 29.9 minutes a game. Um. You got to think that the coming back, right, hurt the minutes a little bit. I think if you're asking me, does he play 30? Yes. Does he play the 35 that we see some starters get? No. Probably like in the 30 to 32 range. And I I think as a role player, like if you're in a head-to-head league, I think his value is pretty low. This is Uh, a guy I think Mark actually pegged pretty – I won't say poorly, but like I think he pegged the minutes well well too low. 27 a game he gave him, I think that's well too low for Brogdon. Yeah, that feels a little low, even in my scenario where Irsan Elisova, Brooke Lopez are, are taking are, are moving the the lineup down and, and knocking Brogdon out of that lineup. Um, Brogdon isn't really that interesting of a like he's a solid fantasy player. Like I said, he does everything okay. He's a got good percentages he's got well, low turnovers and if you're not in a roto league let me flip this you're often you. punting those things and you don't really care let me flip this at you what is malcolm brogdon because he played three and a half more minutes a game and almost all his stats got worse save rebounds and points hmm that's an that is an interesting point as well like how old is that Malcolm Brogdon? He's twenty. He's almost twenty six. Yes, and, and this oh is my the, God. this is the kind of thing that we see with some rookies, right? Like this guy was not really a rookie when he was a rookie. Yeah, is he older than Bismack Biyombo? He uh, yeah. That's insane. I, or That's the, it. Uh, you want to stump your friends? Ask him who's older, Malcolm Brogdon or Bismack Biyombo. Um. Brogdon's never a guy I've been super enamored with, right? Like, he was great that year because you could pick him up off the waiver wire and, and you got a, a real useful player. Yeah. Um, But like you said, he's good at a lot of stuff, but, like, he's not that good at anything, too. Um, Here's what I'll say. He's going to be a top 100 player if he gets 30 minutes a game, probably. Right? If he gets to playing time, we're saying, and he can stay healthy the whole season – He's going to be in the relative top 100. He's uh, not. That, that, that's a. I'm not gonna. I don't think I can argue with that. That's a pretty good synopsis. But 
he's probably going to be picked relatively in the top 100. And I don't see a ton of upside for him to be even like, to even sniff the top 50. You, I mean, you just told everybody what his ceiling is to sniff the top 100. That's his ceiling. Right. And so like, this is a guy for me that there's no real upside in drafting him. Probably. Now maybe he's a forgotten name, but like I, I don't really see that. So, he's yeah, I wouldn't say so. That's an I think winning that Rookie of the Year put his name into people's minds, and he actually does get recognized, even though he really like like you're saying. I'm not sure that he he should. And so yeah, um, and and plus, I mean, you know, my my favorite strategy in head to head is to punt the percentages. And that's two categories that really help this guy. So it also comes down to team fit a lot in, in head-to-head leagues that I don't, I'm not super interested in Brogdon. So you're, you're kind of staying away from him. I wouldn't say I'm staying away from him. He's like, not like a guy I'm crossing off my draft list. It's just, I think other people are more into him than I am. And there's no, there's no upside on the pick, right? Like if we look at Mark's rankings, okay. Guys right around him, who would you rather have? You can have Tyreek Evans or Brogdon. Tyreek Evans. You can have Trey Young or Brogdon. Trey Young. You can have Alfred Payton or Brogdon. Alfred Payton. Right? You can have Derek Favors or Brogdon. Uh... <laughs> That's a well, toss-up. That was a toss-up there. But then, like, even a little bit further down, you got guys like Wendell Carter. You got Reggie okay. Jackson. Yeah, so, like, why waste a late-round pick on a guy whose ceiling is, you know what it is? You're, you're like, unless just, unless you want that stability, and you're in a roto league and you want that stability. Here's here's how I'll couch it for people who may be new to fantasy, right? I go to the supermarket, right? I like chips, but I don't need chips, right? But when the chips are, like, $4 a bag, I'm kind of just like, eh, no. When they're like $2 a bag, I'm like, you know what? I do kind of like some chips. Right? Wow. I feel like Malcolm Brogdon's the $4 bag of chips. Like, you know what? It's just really not that cheap. I really don't need you. Yeah, there's, you're not getting what you think you're getting. You're not getting anything nutritious out of that $4. Right. And I'm not getting any kind of deal. That's, right? That is the first uh, supermarket metaphor on the podcast. So congratulations, Tyler. And I try to I try to like to mix it up. I'm impressed. So let's let's talk about the rest of this team. Uh, I want to go right to the bottom of this team. Yeah, you <laughs> thought I was going to go to the top. I want to go right real grungy. At yeah, the like of the you team. thought we were. You, uh, I, everyone's turned this podcast off. And you're like, you guys talk about Ma- Malcolm Brogdon for like 15 <laughs> minutes. Now you're going to go even further down the list of these trash players. No, thank you. Uh, turning this one right off. Are you, are you trying to talk about Connington again? <laughs> yeah. So Pat Connington. Um, I want to know, do you think John Henson is going to play enough minutes to be standard league relevant this season? But what is, uh, he's going to be a block specialist, I think. So you, you still think he will hold his block specialist streaming spot in most leagues that he's held throughout the last two to three seasons? Well, okay. So what did we peg Brooke Lopez at? 27. Who's the number two center on this team, right? Like, okay, Ilyasova might get some minutes, but at 27, there's still 21 minutes left to that's give. Good, right? That's good enough for John Henson to get a couple blocks. Right, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, in in 20 minutes a game, in 15 minutes a game, like, 
John Hansen's still going to be – John Hansen gets over a block a game in 15 minutes. Let's say the Milwaukee Bucks come out and say John Hansen is starting this year. Are you drafting him in your fantasy league? No. I'm with you. I'm also like, saying no. John Hansen's going to play like 20 minutes a game. That's yeah, what the Bucks want. They even want if he starts, he's going to play like 22 minutes a game. And a lot of people, right, when John Hansen was getting big, he's a very popular fantasy name because they're like, man, look at his per 36 on blocks, bro. He'll be like the number one block guy in the history of the league. And John Hinson has literally done nothing since then other than the exact same thing every single year. So everybody's starting at their hopes up for John Hinson again. I would say don't. Um, is there any deep league guys on this team you want to focus on before we get to the big names? Punt. I don't, I'm not a big believer in any of these guys as far as deep league names. Yeah, we talked about rookies. DiVincenzo was on our and doesn't look that good rookie list. Um, Fun Maker is an interesting name, maybe in deep leagues. Uh, they do seem no, well. They like, do seem to trust him. But I always feel like he gets some prospect pedigree hype. Like you know, what I mean, like oh, he was a top ten. Yeah. Player. Like and some people like, especially in deeper leagues that that I've played in in the last couple of years, right? Like he's one of the guys people take like an upside shot on him before I think they should. Like he played six. He played seventeen minutes a game. Last year, people. He's like and, a five. He's like a five dollar bag of chips in the deep leagues. Yeah, and well, and here's the thing. Like, look at the numbers. Like, other than okay, half a steal and point seven blocks is useful in fifty. I like that. Game. But That's what I like about it. But other than that, mm. look at those percentages, man. Yeah, they're not good. You know, what I mean, like that, that's actively hurting you. Yeah, they're not good at all. I mean, we do have Jabari Parker's twenty four minutes to give out on this team. And we already they were already playing Giannis and Middleton and I feel like Ilya Sosa is going to eat those though, isn't he? Like, isn't Ilya Sosa? I would, yeah. I think you just you plug and play. Right? Like, I feel like that's he's just going to have a snack there and just no, 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 eat those right up. All right, let's talk about the big hitters. Eric Bledsoe had a very good season last year, fantasy wise. Finally got off that Suns team. And that seems like ages ago that he was on that Suns team. Um, Eric Bledsoe, trending up, or he's 28 years old, trending up or trending down or staying the same next year? Same. I'm yeah, same. kind of feels pretty like he's he's playing the same. He's going to be playing the same role. He's going to be doing the same stuff. Uh, he's a good guard, but not a great guard. Um, does have elite steel uh, capabilities, but... Just kind of a, a, a solid point guard instead of uh, I kind of I kind of look at him like old uh, Monta Ellis was. Maybe he gets a little bit more like maybe he gets another assist more than Monta Ellis, but like Monta Ellis was good, but he wasn't great. He's also a guy for me that I just like often don't he doesn't find his way onto my team. Like I always just feel like when I'm drafting in a in a snake draft, there's always someone like I want a little bit more. Yeah. Like right in that range, and someone then, else always seems to take him. In, in a roto area, yeah, a roto league, my bad. In a uh, auction league, I always feel like he, there's never any like discount on him either, right? Like he goes for a sticker price, and he is what he is, right? Like you're not you're losing any value on that pick usually, but you're not really gaining any value either. Let's talk about another guy on this team who we used to get value for, and I'm not sure we're going to get value for this guy next year. 
Uh, Chris Middleton, one of our favorite fantasy players, uh, was always underrated over the last handful of seasons and ha- is coming up on a contract year, had a stellar season last year. In a league with Sharps, right? People who know what they're doing. They're going to overrate Chris Middleton. Well, they're going to rate Middleton where he should be rated. Yeah. In a league where you just play with your buddies or you joined on ESPN or Yahoo because you wanted a league to play in, I, I, I think Middleton will still be underrated. Because... I still think he's going to drop after uh, finishing Dude. 23rd uh, uh, per game. Here's what I'll say. 12th overall in total. Okay. You got a fr- you got a friend who's kind of a casual NBA fan, right? Like maybe he watches some games, but yeah, he's he watches uh, the Lakers Knicks games because those are the only ones on TV. Does he know who Chris Middleton is? Probably not. And that's my point, right? Like I I feel like a lot of people have no idea who Chris Middleton is, and it's it's a lot has to do with the Bucks, right? Like they're not on TV a ton, right? When people talk about the Bucks, who are they talking about? They're talking about Giannis, right? So he's kind of like the the second fiddle there. Um, I just don't really see, you know what I mean, him getting pushed up in those leagues. And, like, he'll even slip, right? Like, some guys with bigger names will go ahead of him that maybe shouldn't. And I feel like he'll be probably picked in the 30s in leagues where people don't really know what they're doing. And I think you can get a little bit of value on that. Yeah, and I want I want him before that for sure because he's Chris Middleton. He's great. I'd rather let's, have him than Blitzel, right? I mean, like, let's... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. why I did this in the order I did, because I was going in reverse top player order and to round out the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo! The Greek Freak. One of the premier fantasy players. The first uh, top first round fancy player we've talked about in our team previews this year so far. Um, let's just go out with the question. Everybody wants to know wh- where are you drafting Giannis this year? Probably not in a spot where I get him a whole ton, right? Cause we saw it last year, right? He got a lot of hype as the number one player. Yeah. That's not for me. And and it has a lot to do with this, right? Most of the leagues I play in are head to head. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, I, I said it just a little bit ago. My favorite strategy is you punt the percentages. Those are Yana, two of Yana, like His field goal percentage is probably one of very, his best categories. Very good. So, um, so I, I, I take some other guys over him that I wouldn't probably take if it was, like, straight roto. And I think that usually – like, I, I always seem – that to me that he gets like oh he's gonna take another step forward he gets some hype so he goes ahead of a james harden or an anthony davis or a steph curry and to me i just rather have those guys yeah you just named three of the of my top four and Giannis is not in my top four i think there are only four guys who could finish number one overall now could these other two guys i think there's a a 1b so Anthony Davis, Curry, Harden, Kevin Durant—they could all finish number one next year, and no, and no one would go, "Holy shit!" But the next level, I think those one Bs are Carl Anthony Towns and Giannis. They have that ability to take that next step. Um, they are in to me in that middle of the first round range, whereas where I'm going to be targeted targeting them. 
unless I'm building a very specific punt threes build, I don't know why I would take Giannis with the number one overall pick because, and I play in a lot of Roto leagues, his free throw percentage isn't the best. He doesn't hit threes. He doesn't shoot threes. And I want to see Giannis get more assists. Now, he's a one and a half steal, one and a half block guy. He's an elite player. No one's arguing that. But if Giannis starts running basically the full-time point in this new Bucks offense with an actually talented, good, well-designed uh, like designed play coach, like Coach Bud is going to figure out how to maximize Giannis's um, production. And if that means all of a sudden Giannis is approaching eight, nine assists, now we're talking about a guy who I think maybe could finish in the top of the league. But until he can start hitting threes and those assists come up, I think those are the two barriers between him being a one, a player and a versus a one B player. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I just don't see him as a super ball dominant player like that. Right. Like I, I don't see him as a James Harden where he's going to get like eight assists. Like I, 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 he should be, I think he should be. He's yeah, incredible. Like, oh, Oh no, no. I'm not saying that he couldn't be. I'm just saying I don't think that fits his archetype. Okay. Like, he's just not that kind of player, in my opinion. And he could prove me wrong. Right? He's still very young. He could he could morph into that type of player. But I think he, that he likes to get the ball out of his hands sometimes and, and give it to Middleton or Bledsoe and let them kind of operate as the as the lead on play. So well, I, I don't really he's see He's not bad it. off ball either. He makes a lot of good cuts. I mean, he's super so, athletic. That's what I'm saying. I don't see. I don't really see that assist number launching even in like six and a half. Like neither do I, and that's I think what's going to take for him to be a a number one fantasy player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'll even say that in a in a redraft league, I would probably throw LeBron into that category with Giannis and Towns. Of like, those are kind of like right. There's the four, and then kind of the next three, and then kind of a big group and and you might even throw Russell Westbrook in there if you're playing in a if you're, if you're head to head yeah so well I got my theory on LeBron James as I always do and uh you're gonna have to wait until the Lakers team preview to hear that theory and uh, I think that is it for the Bucks. if you like the podcast please rate and review us on whatever you're listening to if you want to give us feedback tweet at us I'm at watch the boxes Tyler is at at Tyler P Watts that's two T's W-A-T-T-S. And if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Well, we got a sweet dynasty league on there. You know you guys want to sign up, play some dynasty. Yeah. I know people are always pumped to play in the dynasty league. Um, it's going to be a fun league. It's going to have some cool rules um, that will make it different. And Ty- Tyler, you're going to need to publish those rules maybe to get the people excited. So oh, is, that, that, is that the trick? I think I think I've already had people asking about the rules for the Dynasty League. We already have people signed up for it. So those spots are going. So if you want to get in that Dynasty League, um, you know, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Sign up, be a subscriber. And you'll also get exclusive content in the lead up to the regular season. Uh, I think that's it for the Bucks, Tyler. You got anything else? No, that's it, man. All right. We will catch you on our next team. Thanks for joining us, everybody.